What's going on, people? This is your boy, Jay Biggs, and welcome to episode two of the Big Boy Flex podcast. First and foremost, I would like to just to say thank you to everyone who listened to my first episode. Thank you for all your input and your feedback about how I did and what I did. Um, definitely working on a few things to make things a lot better, especially with me not moving my microphone around. If you notice and you heard a lot of weird sounds coming out from the last episode, it was from the simple fact that I was actually holding the microphone in my hand and I was moving around a lot. So I'm trying something new. I'm actually going to use the actual tripod and go from there. Um, today, I'm going to talk about a few things and you're going to hear a few things about my personal life based on the things I'm talking about. Um, first thing, last week, Apple announced their new iPhone series, the iPhone 12. It comes in actually four different versions. You have the iPhone the iPhone 12, the iPhone 12 Pro, the iPhone 12 Pro Max, and new to them is the iPhone 12 mini. I've taken a look at it. I've watched the whole event about it. I've done my research on it. And one of the things I've noticed about this new phone is it kind of looks like an upgraded version of the iPhone 4S with the shape and the design. But it took the features from the X series and from the 11 series and put those into this format. Um, this is also going to be the first iPhone with 5G capabilities, which is going to be an amazing thing. Um, colors, I saw the colors. We have black, white, we have the product red, we actually have green, and we have a blue for the regular and the mini. And for the Pro series, which is the Pro and the Pro Max, they got silver, they have graphite, they have gold, and they have this new color called Pacific Blue. They actually got rid of the midnight green, and I've noticed they've actually gotten rid of rose gold, which is interesting because rose gold was that one color that the female population likes. And I'll, I'll be very honest, I know a lot of males who wanted the rose gold phone. So it's very interesting to see what they're going to do with this and how this is marketing. At the time of me recording this, it will be available in stores on the 23rd, pre-orders for the 12 and the 12 Pro started last week but you can go into the store and get it this go get it this friday um the big thing that i've noticed about this is this new technology called magsafe magsafe is this magnetic you have like magnetic accessories and magnetic features the big thing is basically using a magsafe charger and i think it's really cool using the power of mag magnets and mag magnetism to really Charge the phone and add other accessories, attach things to your phone. If Apple was smart, though, I would really think that they should retrofit this MagSafe technology for the 11 series because the 11 is but a year old. And I think it will be a way to, pro, it will allow people to get this new technology without having to go out and upgrade their phones and all this kind of stuff. However, I know people People, soon as they heard this new phone was coming out, they called their cell phone providers and said, I need to upgrade my phone. Or they went on the Apple website and they pre-ordered it as soon as they were able to. Um, one of the many things I've done with my life is for a couple of years, I actually worked for AT&T through a third-party company in, while I was living in Syracuse. And I was billing support. However, a lot of times I got a lot of phone calls and a lot of chat messages. I used to do the talk, the text, the type, or like almost like AOL Instant Messenger for services. And people were like, I want to upgrade my phone. 
And I was like, okay, unfortunately, I work in billing, but I can see when you can upgrade and I give you the process of how to do that. No, I want you to upgrade my phone right now. And I used to call this time of the year, anytime iPhone came out with a new phone, the iPhone shitstorm. That's what I called it because it was crazy. It was like, oh, you cannot leave until the check was clear. So I would end up working 9, 10, 11 hours at work and you have to be there the next day to do the same thing for about a week straight. It was chaos. But that's where we're at. People are so obsessed with new technology. I'm, I'm a tech fiend. I like technology myself. I'm always looking at what's coming out new, what's coming out, what is being upgraded. I actually just bought my first Apple Watch. I got the Apple Watch SE. It's great. It helps me out a lot. But it's not like I have to have it. If I don't have it, I'm going to die. I'm the type of person where, yes, it'd be nice to have it, but if I can't afford it, I will do with, do with what I can afford. Like I have an iPhone 11 right now. I am completely happy with it. Yes, I do like the Pacific blue color. And if I, I told my mother this when I showed her about the new iPhones that if I want to go make my phone Pacific blue, I will go buy a vinyl wrap and I will make my phone Pacific blue. That's how I'll do it. It's a lot cheaper than going to spend seven, eight, nine, eleven hundred dollars on a phone. And granted, I, Apple is doing some really great things. I know a lot of people say that Apple is playing the catch up game with a lot of the features that it has come out with its new iOS, iOS 14, and a couple other features. But Apple has something that a lot of people don't think about. They have this brand where it's all inclusive. Like if you really wanna have everything Apple, you can do that and it just be from one company. With a lot of other companies, they're starting to do that but it's not where Apple is. Like Apple, like literally right now, I have an iPhone, I have an Air, iPad, I have my AirPods, and I have my Apple Watch. So, and I'm invested in the brand. I'm actually at a point now where I'm getting into some stock market research and I'm going to invest some money in the near future stock because that's how much I am invested into the company. All right, um, moving on. The next thing is something I'm really excited about. Um, for the longest time, movie theaters have been closed. And here in New York State, they've been closed the longest with no real date of them reopening. A lot of other states have opened up their movie theaters and limited capacity and things like that. However, a couple of days ago, our governor, the great Andrew Cuomo, and I'm, being, I'm using the word great sarcastically, that's a whole other topic. We might talk about how I feel about Mr. Cuomo and things like that. But he made the announcement that movie theaters are able to open as of Friday, October 23rd. And they're able to open at 25% capacity with no more than 50 people viewing a screen. Okay, I can deal with that. I'm a moviegoer. I have a tradition that anytime a Marvel movie comes out that I wanna go see, I go opening weekend. It's no ifs, ands, or buts, unless there's like something that's stopping me from going to see a movie opening weekend. Like, for instance, like if there was a movie coming out this weekend, I wouldn't go this weekend because my sister's having a baby shower and I need to be there because it's my sister. But any other weekend that open a movie, open a movie weekend for a movie I want to see, I'm going to go see it. But I, when they made that announcement, it made me really think about. How has the movie 
industry affected by COVID. You see all these announcements about movie dates been mo- being pushed back. The James Bond movie's been pushed back. Black Widow's been pushed back. The Fast and Furious 9 movie's been pushed back. That's just three examples right there because movie theaters aren't open. So how are they going to make their money? And it made me also think about what Regal Cinema stated. When, Jay, when the James Bond movie release date was pushed back, Regal made the statement that they are closing all of their movie theaters until further notice. And I thought about it. I was like, with them keep pushing back dates, that affects the livelihood of people not only who make the movies, but people who work in the theaters for people to watch the movies. And it's, it's just... It's sad. I feel really sad for all those people, people who make movies, who not 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 the not so much the actors, but the people who are the grips, the assistants, the product, the PAs, and all those people who work behind the scenes. Where if they don't, if they're not working making a movie, they don't have an income. And it also made me think about. How well will the movie theater industry survive with these limitations? And how long will they be able to survive? Now, your big, your big theaters, Dibson, AMC, Regal, I think they'll be able to survive because they're a national slash international brand. And they can, do, they can pull money from different resources. But what about places who have mom and pop Theaters. I know here in Buffalo, we have a few places who are just one location. They're mom and pop locations. And how are they going to survive without being able to show moves, without without being able to be opening up? And will a 25% capacity limit be able to keep them afloat during these times? I definitely want to hear from you. I'll give you ways to contact me at the end of this episode so you can let me know what you're thinking also, what you can do, if you do want to contact me immediately, you can go to www.anchor.fm slash bigboyflexpodcast, and there's a place that, there's a button that we allow you to leave me a voice message, and I can listen to that voice message, and I can respond to that. So definitely hit me up that way. Um, just to go back to the movies, there's definitely some things that I'm looking forward to see. Marvel has a slew of movie coming out, Black Widow... Shang-Chi, we have a lot of movies coming out, and I'm looking forward to see all those movies. I'm also looking forward to see Fast and the Furious. I love that franchise. I think, yes, it's gotten a little over-the-top and crazy, but I still love the franchise, and I did just read that they are going to end the franchise with two final movies. And that's going to be really interesting to see how they're going to close this series and how all the things that have happened to these characters, both in real life and in the movie, will be tied together. I'm also looking forward to seeing the James Bond movie. I am a huge James Bond movie fan. I've seen most of the movies. Um, actually, my Twitter handle, at uh, jbig007, or as I would say, at jbig007, is actually inspired by James Bond. Um, Actually, I started, I started getting into James Bond when Daniel Craig became James Bond, and I really got into those movies, and then it made me go back to 
watching some of the older movies, and then I'm actually, at some point, once I have some real serious time to sit down and do it, I'm actually going to go get the books, because a lot of people don't know that James Bond was based off of books. And I want to read the books and see how they compare to the movies. Um, next topic, a lot of people, well, especially one of my very, very close friends, which I will be able to see this weekend. I haven't seen him in a few years. He moved down to New York City just to get a change of life. And we're talking, and he texted me. He said, I'm coming home this weekend for a week. So I get to see one of my really, really close friends. And one of the things he said to me about my podcast after he listened to the first episode was, you need a co-host. And I said to him, yeah, eventually. Or what I'm planning on doing is having doing a lot of interviews or having just guest hosts. So we could banter back and forth. And it got me thinking about who would I want on my podcast? And I actually wrote down my top five dream interviews. It's no particular order, but these are five people that if God allows it to happen that I have on my podcast, just to sit down to talk to them, ask them whatever I want to ask and just learn from them. These will be the top five people. Number one, on the list, he's not, like I said, it's Aaron Singerman. Aaron Singerman is the CEO and founder of Redcon One. And I, I didn't pick him just because I am a Redcon One tier operator. Shout out to my peoples at Redcon One. If anybody wants to buy any nutritional supplements from Redcon One, please hit me up. You can go to www.redcon1.com and you can use code T20AHARONS. That is T20, my first name and my last initial, and that will save you 20% off of your purchase. Um, if you are military, any branch of the military, or any first responder, police, fire, EMT, you can save an additional 25%, but you have to contact me directly to find out how to do that. But going back to Aaron, the reason I wanna interview Aaron is I've heard a little bit of his backstory and I've seen him work in business, especially in this fitness and supplement industry. And I just want to learn. I just want to learn from this man. He is someone that I've been fortunate enough to work to work under as a tier operator to promote his company and promote his products and thoroughly enjoy those products. But I want to learn what gives him that drive to do that. What allows him to not only be a successful businessman, but also be a great father and a great husband. He's he's married to a wonderful woman and has three wonderful boys who I you just he talks about all the time and you see so much of them that I want to learn that from them. Next person on my list is Quentin Tarantino. We all know Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Inglorious Bastards, so on and so forth. And one of my favorite movies, or I'll say pair of movies is Kill Bill, Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2. And Tarantino has this way, he takes a movie and he makes it where you are enthralled in the movie, but he honors certain things and certain moments in movie history. And I really like to just sit down and learn his process and learn what he's doing. And I want to beg him, beg him and plead him that we as a people need Kill Bill Volume 3. I We need that movie because Kill Bill Volume 2 seems so open-ended. We don't know what's going on. We have two daughters that essentially will have to fight 
to defend the honor of the honor of their mothers. And I think that it's really, really needed. I know Quentin Tarantino said he's only going to make 10 movies in his lifetime. And if he was really, really smart, he would make that the 10th and final movie. I also am a big fan of Pulp Fiction. I quote Pulp Fiction, excuse me, I quote Pulp Fiction all the time. And it's one of those movies that made me fall in love with Samuel L. Jackson, um, John Travolta, Bruce Willis, and a lot of other people who are in that movie. So he's number two on my list. Number three is Dwayne Barack Johnson. Yet I am a huge WWE fan, I'm a pro wrestling fan, and hopefully one of these episodes I will get two people that I know who are also fans to be on here, and that's all we talk about is pro wrestling. And because hopefully these two people have some connections to people that I watch on a weekly basis on WWE and AEW. But I want to learn more about the mindset, the mindset of Dwayne The Rock Johnson and where his family values come from and things like that. Next person on my list is Johnny Jackson. Johnny Jackson is an IFBB pro... An IFBB pro bodybuilder. And I'll be very honest, this man intimidates me. I've had, I've actually had the chance twice to meet him, and I didn't do it. The first time I tried, I had the chance to meet him was at the Arnold Sports Festival in Columbus, Ohio. And I saw him walking, and he, he was walking like he was ready to knock somebody out. And I was getting ready to say, hello, can I take a picture? And I saw his face, and I was like, nope, not doing it. And the second time I actually got to meet him was a couple of years ago here in Buffalo. And he was here at one of our fit, one of our fitness expos, actually one of the, the only one we really have here in the city that they've made, uh, they've, they're trying to do. I know they couldn't do it this past summer because of COVID, but he was there and he was talking to people, but I found him. I tried to say hi, but it was a line of people. But then I moved on. I actually went and found uh Powerlifter Ray Williams. He's one of my favorite powerlifters. That's a whole other story. He's not. He's not on this list for. I don't know why he's not on this list, but he. He's somebody I actually got the chance to meet. I have a picture of him. He's, he's up on my Instagram. Um, but Johnny Jackson, this guy is. Just he has this intensity about him, and I want to sit and talk to him and see where that comes from, and how does that drive him to be the best that he can be. Lastly, on my list of dream interviews is Ryan Serhat. Ryan Serhat is a real estate agent, and he's one of the star real estate agents on Bravo's Million Dollar Listing New York. He is exactly the same age as me. The funny thing is his birthday is the same day as my mother's birthday. And I want to meet, I want to talk to him, interview him, to learn more about real estate, to learn more about how to grow a brand and grow a business business because he has from just being uh excuse me being a model he was on soap operas then going into real estate and making it to work anything that he sells is millions of dollars and as and just being a type of person where he doesn't he takes no for an answer he does what he has to do i want to learn from him and all these all the five people and plus all the thousands or hundreds or however many people i can possibly think of that i would love to have on my podcast, they all are people that I want to learn something from. And it's definitely going to be interesting to take that journey. Um, 
last thing on my list for today is what I'm flexing. I told you on my last episode that every time I do an episode, I'm going to be talking about something something I'm flexing, something that I like or thoroughly enjoyed, something I've seen recently. And this this episode, I actually had the chance to sit down and watch the movie Joker. I know it came out last year in 2019, but I actually had the chance to sit down and watch it a couple of weeks ago. Well, after I filmed, I recorded my first episode, and it hit me. One of the, the joke, Joker, yes, it's the story of the man who becomes the arch nemesis of Batman. However, it goes deeper than that. This movie really focuses on mental health and how we as a society treat those who have mental issues. My, like I said, my day job is I'm a teacher. I work with young people every single day. And a lot of these young people have mental issues. And we as a society, we can't just brush them off and say, oh, you're fine, you're okay. Because we actually do that a lot in the black community. We either brush it off or we label it as something that it is not. It is statistically known that there are a lot of young black males who have been labeled as ADHD or ADD because the people who evaluate them don't know how to handle them. So this movie really, really brought that to light. We have to watch out for those people who have mental issues. I have a student in my school who, he's 10 years old, but he acts like he's five. He acts like he's my nephew's age. My, my nephew is six, and he acts like that. And we don't, yes, we don't treat him like he's less than anybody. We don't treat him like he's special, but we are cautious of how we say things and what we do so that we don't hurt him in a way where he harms himself. And we really have to watch how we treat people in such a way. And going along to that, we have to watch how we treat ourselves. We have to make sure that our own mental health is taken care of. It's like RuPaul said, how can you, I'm paraphrasing because I never get the quote right. If you can't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? So we have to make sure that we take care of ourselves and make sure our mental state is good before we can go on and try to tell, help somebody else with their mental state. And another, the last part of that is make sure we check on each other. Make sure we check on our strong friends because there's a lot of people, and I'm one of those people, that I don't tell everybody how I'm feeling or what I'm going through. If somebody asks me, are you okay? I say, yeah, I'm doing good. Everything's okay. But sometimes it's not, and I'm ready to break down. I'm ready to cry, and I don't want anybody to look at me as weak or it has come to a point where so many people have depend on you that you can't be weak. So make sure you check on your strong friends because it's their mental health is just as important as yours. So thank you. Thank you once again. This is the end of episode two. I thank everybody for listening, tuning in. You can follow me on Instagram at jthewarrior09. You can follow me on Twitter at jbig007. Um, if you want to sponsor my podcast, you can go to www.anchor.fm slash bigboyflexpodcast, and there will be a button that will ask you to sponsor. It clicks on it. You can give a monthly amount every month. Um, if you want advertise on 
my podcast, you can always email me at jbig007 at outlook.com. And lastly, I want to ask a question for next episode. If you're listening, please hit me up and answer this question. Who is your favorite superhero and who is your favorite supervillain? Once again, thank you for listening and I will talk to you all soon.